Welcome to Kelly Dry's Full Spectrum Podcast, bringing together thought leaders in the technology, media, and telecommunications industries to discuss legal issues that are expected to impact today's organizations and tomorrow's marketplace. Show notes and additional episodes are available at kellydryfullspectrum.com. For more in-depth commentary, head to our blog at comlawmonitor.com. This podcast is produced by the Kelly Dry Communications Practice Group. On May 13th, the National Telecommunications and Information Administration released three notices of funding opportunity to implement major broadband deployment, adoption, and equity programs, where approximately $45 billion in Infrastructure Act funding will be awarded. We're here today with Tom Cohen and Mike Dover of the Kelly Dry Communications Practice Group, who will give you a very brief overview of each program and the potential opportunities for our clients and others. I'll first turn to Tom to discuss the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Program. Tom? Thanks, Lorena, and I'm glad to be here with my colleague, Mike Dover. And uh, for anybody who has seen the notices of funding opportunity, you know we're not going to cover them all uh, in this podcast. All we want to do is give you a sense of both the opportunity for you and also other things that you need to keep on your mind, uh, sort of playing defense. So first, let's go to the major program, uh, the BEAD program. And that provides $42.45 billion, an unprecedented amount for largely broadband deployment. And this is a complicated program. In the past, NTIA has awarded grants directly. Here, the funding is going to start with NTIA, but then NTIA is going to give it out to the states who will make the project awards. And so the first stop in the process is states uh, need to give NTIA by mid-July their letter of intent to participate in the program. And as you would expect, uh, all states are going to come in here because there's that much money at stake. After that, states then will begin to work on an action plan, uh, a five-year plan where they will set the course for making sure Everybody in their state has access to robust, reliable broadband service. The next stop in the process is uncertain because it depends on the FCC broadband maps. And while these maps are expected to come out towards the end of the year, and while they will be more granular, that is location-based, They are unlikely to be accurate. And the funding for the states depends on that accuracy. And so the question right now is, when will NTIA deem those maps to be sufficiently accurate so that it can issue what's known as the notice of allocated amounts, the amount of funding each state is going to get? Uh, So that's going to happen, we guess, sometime in the second, third quarter of next year. And that then triggers a 180-day time frame for states to submit 
what's known as the initial proposal. That is, what are they going to do with the money? What's the uh, process look like for awarding those funds? And uh, that's going to come into NTIA to review state by state. And these will all be different, even given the elaborate guidelines in the bead notice of funding opportunity. And so NTIA will then review them. There's no deadline there, but NTIA can initially say that's what's known as a challenge process at the state level can occur. And this is where stakeholders go to the state and say, on the broadband map, the FCC has and alike, we're going to challenge that on a location by location basis about whether it is actually served or not served. And so that process is going to occur when the initial proposal is done, 60 days after the challenge process is done, states can begin to undertake their competitive process to award uh, grants for deployment projects, first in unserved areas, then in underserved areas. In looking at those projects, NTIA has said priority projects go first, and those are projects that are all fiber projects. And so they're going to judge them first. There are many criteria for assessing those applications, but the three main ones are uh, the amount of support you're actually looking for. The less support, the better off you'll be. Secondly, are you offering an affordable gigabit symmetric service? What's your price for that service going to be? And then third, uh, are you following fair labor practices? So as you can see, our thought, just given this timeline, is that most of these awards are gonna be made in 2024. Now, what should you do right now if you are interested in getting that money? Uh, first, determine if there's an eligible unserved or underserved location or area in your state. And if there is, begin to work with the state broadband officials to determine whether this looks like an acceptable project. There are many other things you should be doing as well uh, but we'll leave that for another time. States still have all their work to do. Uh, the notice of funding opportunity that came out uh, sets forth certain requirements that states may have difficulty with or providers may. So there's still a lot to come and we'll know more uh, in future appearances by NTIA officials, including next week at the Senate Commerce Committee hearing. So now that I've finished discussing the bead program, let's go to what's much simpler, the Middle Mile Grant Program, which will award $1 billion for Middle Mile infrastructure. And this is going to be done directly by NTIA. Uh, the Notice of Funding Opportunity on the Middle Mile Program uh, sets out all the requirements, including the timeline. Here there is no uncertainty. 
Applications are due by September 30th of this year, whereas the bead program uh, timeline is much longer and providers, if they're interested, sort of have time to get their act together. Here, there's very little time. And so if you believe an area is lacking sufficient middle mile infrastructure, you should get engaged right away uh, to determine whether or not you want to file an application in this program. And here again, there is a matching amount uh, that you need to take into consideration. And the lower the match, the better off you'll be. Uh, and you'll really have to get into the details of the application if you expect to succeed. Uh, details about your financial wherewithal, your the technical outlines of the project, type of network you're going to deploy, and the specifics of where you're going to deploy it, your operational capability, how you expect to interconnect with last mile providers. And it goes on and on. Uh, again, we urge you to look at the uh, notice of funding opportunity to really get a good sense of what's required. NTIA has spent quite a bit of time on it. But again, as, as I say, this is an immediate opportunity uh, and particularly providers out in remote areas should begin to view this opportunity right away uh, to determine if they want to participate. Um, and so with that, Mike, why don't I turn it to you to discuss the uh, digital equity programs? Uh, thanks, Tom. Uh, the digital equity programs provide $2.75 billion. The aim of the program is to ensure that all individuals and communities have access to adopt and use broadband services by promoting skills, technology, and capacity needed to fully participate in the digital economy. The uh, digital equity grant programs target in the act, low-income households, aging populations, incarcerated individuals, veterans, individuals with disabilities, and other communities uh, that have traditionally had low uptake of broadband services. The, the digital grant programs are divided into three grants. First, there's the Digital Equity Planning Grant Program, which provides $60 million to states and territories to develop digital equity plans. Uh, there is the State Digital Equity Capacity Grant Program, which provides $1.44 billion uh, to states and territories as annual funds for over a five-year period to support the digital equity projects. And there is also a digital equity competitive grant program, which is $1.25 billion to fund state subdivision or tribal government or nonprofit uh, entities in their role to promote digital equity among underserved communities. <laughs> the uh, notice of funding was released uh, related to the planning uh, portion of the digital grant programs. And uh, like Tom said, it's very detailed. We urge you to take a look at it. Uh, 
the requirements are that a state has to submit a completed application no later than 11.59 p.m. on July 12th. And so um, it's coming up quickly, a complete application. I'm going to address a little bit about what the application entails, uh, but we urge you to take a uh, look at the details in the notice of funding opportunity. It's a quick process. The review and the selection of the applications is expected to be completed by September 15th, and the first awards are expected to occur September 29th of this year. The Notice of Funding Opportunity has two aspects. Uh, first, the funding allocation. The funding allocation for the equity grant program, how the funds are divided among the states, was tentatively published in the Notice of Funding Opportunity. And there was a 14-day window to challenge the, that distribution. To give everybody a, a, an idea, the funds that were tentatively allocated in the Notice of Funding Opportunity range from about $4 million for California to about $460,000 for D.C., um, D.C. and Puerto Rico, for purposes of the notice funding opportunity, are considered states. And that challenge window um, will then be reviewed after a challenge, any challenges uh, provided um, by states. Uh, NTIA will review and reallocate as, as appropriate to give everybody an idea of how the funding distribution was um, calculated, uh, the uh, notice of funding opportunity uh, describes in detail, just to give everyone a flavor of it, it's based on population and um, groups that are targeted for digital inclusion within the state and several other uh, factors. Every state that would like to participate has to submit an application by mid-July, as I mentioned. Uh, territories and tribal organizations have to submit a letter of intent by that time. Process is, is a bit different, so I'm going to uh, concentrate on the state application for this purpose. Uh, the state has to submit a certification that the state's equity plan will be developed within a year of the award. The application includes a narrative of how the grant programs will be used and a detailed budget and narrative budget that supports the dollar amounts of the grant and demonstrates that the project meets the eligible uses of the program. So what are the eligible uses of the digital equity programs? The dollars have uh, for the grant portion, grant planning portion, have to be used to develop a state digital equity plan or have to be described um, in detail as to how subgrants to entities will be uh, used to assist the development of the program's goals. Some of the allowable uh, subgrants can go to county and municipal governments, local education agencies, nonprofits, civil rights organizations, housing authorities. There's a, a list in the NOFO of um, other organizations, and it's a lengthy list. Um, but the application has to provide details as to how the grant request will meet the, quote, measurable objectives 
through documentation of promoting digital equity among the populations targeted by the digital equity uh, grant programs. So it's important that your application describes through narrative uh, how the funds will be used to make fixed and wireless broadband technology available to those groups, um, how they'll be used, the funds will be used to promote online accessibility and inclusivity, uh, to increase digital literacy or increase the awareness and use of uh, online privacy and cybersecurity for individuals and otherwise uh, describe the programs that are intended to be uh, implemented. Uh, remember, um, the measurable objectives should show uh, specific demonstrable uh, outcomes, and it's requested in the NOFO that the application uh, show that as well. And so your application, and especially the narrative, should be focused on how the economic and work workforce development goals and outcomes are promoted by the state's plans, how the education outcomes or health outcomes or other civic and social engagement outcomes are promoted by the plan that you're providing. Um, in addition, it's important to remember that the digital equity funds may not be used uh, to supplant other federal and state funds made available for broadband services uh, or broadband access. As a result, states should be careful to include how this program will uh, supplement and not supplant any existing federal or state programs and also the BEAD program and other programs that Tom just described. Hey, thanks, Mike, for that description of the digital equity program. As you can see from our brief coverage of these three programs, there are real opportunities that you may want to take advantage of, either directly or indirectly. Uh, and so if you'd like to know more, uh, Mike, myself, my colleagues, uh, Chip Yorgaitis, Hank Kelly, and anybody else, will be glad to walk you through uh, in depth uh, what these programs are about and the uh, value they could bring to you. So thank you. The views and ideas expressed on this program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of Kelly Dry and Warren LLP, its staff, or management.